0: Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of
1: Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. I'm Dan. Here at big Cass, and today, back for the first time in a while. I feel like it's been months. I think we got Blake. Uh, Blake, pleasure to have you, my guy.
2: Always happy to be here, guys. Thanks for having me on.
1: Yeah, no problem, man. It's always fun. It's always fun to get you on
0: here. Uh, Spring ball is now over. No better time to get you on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this episode, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to be shocked. Spring game reactions. Uh, It was a good game. Fun game to watch. Blake, let's kick it off, man. Let's get your reaction. What were your thoughts on the day?
2: Yeah, I wrote down a couple of immediate thoughts here. My first one is that the defensive line is going to be very good this year. That unit's going to be great. Larry Johnson, I know he's kind of been talked about the last couple of years if he's lost his touch, but Jack Sawyer and JT tuimoloau they're going to be two tremendous talents this year leading the way. And it was evident. You saw the offensive line. It needs work. You know, they need to take some time to gel and everything, and that's going to come together. They've had five weeks together, and they're all splitting reps, so it's kind of difficult to really get – that unit to be as great as they were last year or starting caliber ready for the season. And I think you saw that as the defensive line kind of dominated the whole game of was kind of running around a lot. And then Jebbia yeah, the same thing. And then I really like the impact I saw right off hand with James Lauren with the linebackers, you know, again, we don't read too much into it, but James Lauren, I mean, I've wanted him back in the program for the last couple of years. And I think he's going to be a really, really strong addition to that defensive coaching staff. Taking a little pressure off of Jim Knowles and then making the Ohio State linebackers back to what they used to be.
0: I tell you what, it, the impact not only in recruiting, but you could tell the attitude. I know I know we didn't have Steele out there and we didn't have Tommy. But you we Tommy was out there in, in street clothes, but you could tell the emergence of Tommy, how much of, how much he's grown in the last two years. Him just going out there with his cast or his castle on both hands and doing the chest punch. Uh, pump with uh, Gabe Powers and uh, C.J. Hicks. I thought I thought both of those guys had a massive spring game. Just the way they played tap it felt like Gabe Powers was in every tackle.
1: I, I I mean I I think Hicks definitely needs to see the field more. After I, I don't know I mean it's I don't know who he's going to play over, but he really impressed me. Um, I mean, he looked good in pass coverage. Look good in the run game. I thought I do agree with you, Blake. I think the defensive line. Was unreal. I, I did say though, last show we got to take it with a grain of salt because in the spring game, it, it's it's like you know you touch them and they're down. Sometimes, sometimes the numbers on the D line, it's not, it's it's almost skewed towards their advantage. I feel like um, I was a little worried about the tackles. I'm not gonna lie, that was the one question mark that really didn't get answered. Um, in my opinion, I thought the you know offensive line play wasn't great. I think, though, a running back situation, we're, we're set. I mean, Chip, Chip Chip broke that long touchdown. And obviously, Travion just got cleared. Mayan, we know what we're going to get out of Mayan. Um, and obviously, Hayden, too. So, well, I'm fi-
0: – I
1: mean, still I'll
0: finish, I'll go ahead and finish, there, and then I'll touch up
1: on Mayan Williams. Oh, and I was going right. to say – I was just going to say, um, you know, I know a lot of people are still questioning Kyle McCord. Um I'd just like to point out that he had the second highest passer rating ever in an Ohio State spring game behind Joe Burrow in 2017. Uh in twenty it's twenty twenty three Kyle McCord. Um and then it's twenty eighteen Joe Burrow looks like based on based on the numbers. Oh no, I lied. I lied, I looked at that wrong. Kyle McCord was actually kind of mid tier, but it was so Kyle McCord's first season. He had the second highest ever, but when you look at it, 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 it it's honestly all right. Cause he's up, he's up near, he's up higher than Haskins on some of these Justin fields. So, I mean, I think though, a lot of it, you know, he wasn't I, a lot of it too. I felt like were some check downs. He was pressured a lot. I, I think it was a lot of the offensive line, not giving him time to throw.
0: But you can tell there's the timing with Marvin Harrison, but uh, real quick touch on Maya You talk, you know, we get out of Maya Williams. I thought Maya and New Williams uh, hit the hole faster, you know, with, but they were too in touch with him. I feel like he kind of got bigger yardage. But yeah, going back to Kyle, I I thought there were some times where he made some great throws, and it, and then again, it's, then he made a few. It's like, okay, what were you doing on that throw? Spring game again. I mean, he had he had his only one number one receiver out there, and that was Marvin Harrison, and that was for like what a drive and a half. And it it's that's where I'm the question on the sheet. Uh, are Buckeye fans overreacting to Kyle McCourt's performance?
2: Yeah, I mean, looking at Kyle McCord, he's eighteen to 34, 184 yards, a touchdown. He had Marvin Harrison Jr. for a couple passes there. But what you saw from him, I mean, if you look at his practices throughout the entire spring, we know he's got a great arm. I mean, from what I was told, he's got elite accuracy and a surprising arm strength, plus he's more mobile than Stroud. So I really don't read too much into Kyle McCourt's performance in the spring game because, Cass, like you said, looking at his receivers he had, though there was a ton of talent on the field, that he just doesn't have the timing with those guys yet. It's just going to be all about repetition. And plus, there was no Emeka Agbuka out there either. So...
1: Uh, also, too, so you gotta take it with a grain of salt because that's that defense goes up against that offense usually probably every day. Yes. I bet you. I mean, it, 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 I'm sure Ryan Day had some tricks up his sleeve, or I guess Heartline, whoever was calling the plays, uh, had some tricks that's up Ryan their day. sleeve. But yeah, but you know, if you're the defense, it, you're probably in the spring game. You're probably running a lot of your base stuff, so. If you're a semi competent defender, you're going to key on like you're going to know when they line up in this formation. It's probably one of five plays they run, and that you know whittles it down. And if you're guarding a receiver, you go, okay, uh, it's either going to be a fade or a slant based on this. And then once you see the drop, you can just it's it's really easy if you're a D back and you know what you're like you know the plays of the of your of your own offense. So. You gotta you gotta take it out with a grain of salt. I will say Denzel Burke played great though. Um, he looked he looked fantastic. So I was really excited. Sonny Styles too. Ooh,
0: has Davison and Bootheen been a blessing to Denzel Burke? Do you think that opened Denzel Burke's eyes of like okay, eventually they're not gonna put Jair Brown on the other side. It's gonna be Davison and Bootheen and Denzel Burke on the outside, am I correct? I mean I mean there's you're not gonna bring this kid from Ole Miss in a pretty good season in the SEC, to just ride the bench. I think it's been a sink for Denzel Burke to open his eyes. Like, hey, I, I need to step up the game. You know, now we have the two dominant, dominant corners in the country. And, well, Josh Proctor only started once. Safety due to, he's been there. There's no way, come Indiana game, or maybe Indiana game he does start, but eventually, once those games start, Sonny-style be the starting safety i don't care what anybody says
1: he probably would be that that's that second safety with lathan ransom i mean i would consider even playing him in the slot a little bit kind of down in the box because if it's a he's so big like he could he would impact the run game i think way better than like lathan ransom and i know lathan ransom hits hard don't get me wrong but i just feel like styles in the run he's basically a linebacker who can play db too um Oh, we'll especially,
0: especially with the defensive line, where we're two and three deep at every position, that, that's just insane. There were some guys in there, that, you know, out there playing well. Kanata Jackson, you know, Kade Curry, uh, Jaden McKenzie was playing very well. You know, of course, uh Jr. was t- you know going against Donovan Jackson. That was a heck of a matchup Saturday. I, you know, as a live, that was my favorite matchup of the day. Was Michael Jr. going against Donovan Jackson? How much better has Donovan Jackson made Michael Paul Jr. better? That's, that's amazing.
1: I mean, outside of Matthew Jones, uh, Donovan Jackson's the best offensive lineman on the team. I mean, I know Matthew Jones, he, he's got the age on everyone, the experience. So I would say he's probably the most, obviously, the most experienced and seasoned one. But Donovan Jackson, I think, has the highest ceiling on that offensive line.
2: Yeah, I agree too, and then also if you go back to Kyle McCord with his weapons outside, Cash, you alluded to this earlier with the running backs. There's so much talent that's going to be available on that offense that all Kyle McCord or Devin Brown, whoever wins the starting quarterback position, has to do is just distribute the ball. So really the whole key to Ohio State is that offensive line, like you guys are saying. So when you get that Donovan Jackson and Matthew Jones, those guys step up, they have to become the leaders in that room and pull those guys with them, and then they find those other three starters. And then they just have to work on and getting that cohesion, so they can be that strong unit in the passing game and in the running game.
1: How excited are you for Carnell Tate? Is my question. Oh my gosh, that kid's going to be amazing. He may not yeah, him and
2: Noah field. Rogers.
0: Yeah, they may not see the field a lot this year, but I mean, I think Carnell Tate more than Noah Rogers, and we don't even have Dennis yet. That's just that's the scary thing. That's where right. that's where. Yeah, the big question. We saw a guy coming and going to transfer portal today, and that was a Jake Cyber, a kicker. Opens up a scholarship for some. For quick, I feel there's a tackle. These tackles are going to end up at Ohio State. We may from the portal, but we may lose a couple wide receivers out of the portal if Cardell Tate and No. Rogers continue
1: to. That's, because. I mean, it's such, it's such a blessing. It really is. Because yeah. Cardinal Tate has no business pushing for playing time as a true freshman. When, no. you, have, when you have Marvin Harrison Jr., a, a thousand yard receiver, Rebecca Ibuka, you know, uh, uh, Fleming and Ballard are still very good, serviceable co- collegiate receivers. And obviously, Xavier, ba- Johnson. Ba- is Xavier Johnson, like, and Jaden Ballard, by the way, that cash was incredible. Um, yeah. But the fact that Carnell Tate's starting. As a true freshman in the spring game, it's amazing. That's such a, like, I don't think people realize how good that kid's going to be in a couple of years. It
0: it goes to tell you, though,
1: this is my prediction. I said there's going to be a wide
0: receiver to enter the portal. I might be wrong about Julian Fleming because I think Hardline, they're going to use five or six guys this year with the emergence of Cardell Tate. Uh, going back to the way JT had when he had uh, JT and where uh, they had, uh, Ben Victor and all those guys. Keon Graves is the only sophomore wide receiver I thought. The other two guys, Caleb, Caleb, you know, Dave, and I uh, can't think of the other kid's name. Number, number sixteen, they had a weird last name. You might guess my I, I, I like about.
1: I like Keon Graves though. I, I mean I think he. Yeah. Out of that group, he's the best one. I think yeah. he's definitely a guy who can compete for playing time. He does – when I watch him, I know I know he was wearing uh, Olave's number last year. He, kinda, he reminds me of Olave for some reason.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see what these sophomore receivers do because, one, we don't have the, the strength and the depth to offer, to, re- have to offer the line. I do think Jake Seiberg's transfer, that scholarship will open up one of these ports. It's going to be interesting to see between now and, and July.
2: Yeah, I think Cardinal Tate, too. Kind of like how Chris Olave had that breakout game against Michigan at the end of the year in 2018. I think we'll see a game like that from Cardinal Tate eventually at some point. He'll get on the field in a special package. Yeah, Garrett Wilson also. Cardinal Tate will have some sort of breakout game where he scores a touchdown or two or makes a couple key plays. Yeah,
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I do like the fact that Ohio State had the largest spring game crowd in the country second uh, to uh, Penn State, who was number two at 68000 So that's great to see.
2: And Penn State didn't charge show. either.
0: No. No. I, say, I don't State goes to a it, – it goes to
1: charity, right? I mean, or does it still go to charity? I don't know. I'll have to there pull the should, tax documents. We'll see. No, <laughs> it should go. It should go to NIL. <laughs> well, I'll have, to, I'll have to do some research on that, Cass. Let me circle back. But, yeah, I mean,
0: it is, it is nice to see. Speaking of the nation, let's let's talk to our man, Blake, our, our uh, silver kid guru when it comes to the Power Five and all of college football. Any, I mean, interesting stuff out of Texas, obviously, but uh, they, right off the bat, name of Quinn Ewers as the hit, uh, starting quarterback. What other major... Uh, Fisher battles and news coming out of all the other power teams that,
2: uh, you know, have you heard? Well, yeah, I, I definitely saw Texas, right, with Quinn Ewers being in the starting quarterback. Obviously, the talent he has is tremendous. I know Arch Manning's behind him. He's getting a lot of hype, but that's Quinn Ewers' team, and Sarkeesian was right to name him the starter right away. A.D. Mitchell coming in from Georgia. I think he's going to be a great addition. Texas should just run the Big 12, in my opinion, this year. But really, when I'm looking around the country at, spring game reactions and just hearing news and all this other kind of stuff. Right. Penn state. That's where I'm going to focus on drew Aller. He's coming in. He's probably the best quarterback. James Franklin has had. I know he's young, <clears throat> but in terms of his ceiling, he's a tremendous talent there. And they're going to bring in Dante Cephas from Kent state as wide receiver. I think that's Penn state's weaknesses at wide receiver. We know the two running backs, they have Catron Allen and Nicholas Singleton. Those two are going to be elite together as a tandem. But really, Penn State's defense, I think they quietly have the best defense in the Big Ten as of right now. It might be a slight overreaction there, but that defense is really, really good. And Penn State is going to be a strong third team in the Big Ten this year behind Michigan and Ohio State. I think that big three in the Big Ten, all of those teams are college football playoff caliber, and it's just going to be a complete slugfest when they play each other in that round robin to see who wins the East.
0: Well, I think with Penn State, you know, I think – Big games. If you look at James Franklin's very big games, Penn State is playing a ranked opponent. He is ranked playing a ranked opponent. Talking 2016, they weren't ranked they beat Ohio State. I'm talking about every time that he's been ranked playing another ranked opponent, like Ohio State or Michigan, it's it's like his coaching just goes out the window. Like he, he, he makes those comments like, but not elite, you know, that's elite team. You know, that's the biggest question. I think Penn State has always had, they've always had crossover crossword coming from John said, you know, Joey Porter Jr. They've got talent, everybody, Trace sorely. We have two victories over Ohio State and Michigan. That's very alarming.
2: I, I definitely agree with you, but this year Penn State has something that they haven't really had in all those years. Manny Diaz as the defensive coordinator, his unit is going to be so strong this year. The offense can get away with not scoring that twenty-four to thirty points that they've been able to fall in those games. Like, you know, Ohio State goes into Happy Valley, they win twenty-eight to twenty seven. You know what I mean? If they, they don't can, give I mean, up, that's gonna be the difference, is that defense?
1: I, I agree. I agree, Blake. I mean, I do think they could be really they could be really something. It's it's really I mean, the problem with Penn State though is You know they're always they're always close to beating Ohio State or like they always hang tough. But other than that one game in 2016, it feels like they just can't get over the hump.
0: It's it's coaching.
2: That's true. It is coaching. You're right, Cass.
1: It's talent wise, they have the talent here to hang with Ohio State and Michigan, no doubt. It's just going to come down to like management. Who manages the company better? I, I'm going to trust Ryan Day. I, I think I, honestly I too, I would trust Harbaugh over James Franklin right now. Just I, I, I don't trust Franklin's decision making, but he has he has the talent. Like like I, I think when we did our trios episode cast, I want to say I had them at the third best trio. But the, I, had I mean, got, at third. and it's only because Drew Aller. We don't know about tr- Drew Aller, but the, they have the running back. They have some great receivers. I mean, I. DeAndre Lambert-Smith, like, he's going to be I, – I, I bet you he's no no lower than a second-round pick when he goes into the NFL draft. He has, he has like, future Penn State, you know, stud receiver who goes to the NFL and makes a Pro Bowl written all over that guy.
0: What, what hurt Penn State, though, they are losing uh, Joey porter Jr. That's going to yeah. hurt their own defense, but they do get the defense. Penn State is probably the most intriguing uh, team – in the Big Ten, because we know what we'll get out of the State, we'll know what we'll get out of Michigan. Uh, by the way, so I was in Vegas this weekend with my family you know, my family, and my aunt's husband is a big-time Alabama fan, die Alabama fan. Him and I were talking. And he's like, he's like, I'm front with you, Josh. He's like, the Big Ten East is the best co- best division in college football. Like you know, he's like,
1: on paper,
0: like, On paper, yeah. And he's like what's, what's funny is Bamber State fan would sit here and talk like you know reasonable But we both agree on the same thing. We need Georgia to go down because their fans are starting to be ridiculous. Like like it's it's so it's so funny to hear me and I told him I was like, dude, I was like I wish Bamba would have won an actual championship this year because at least they're not as mouthy and cocky because they're used to winning national championships. These Georgia fans are believable.
2: Yeah, Georgia's going to be a really interesting team yeah. this year again. I mean, their schedule is – they've a got joke. high school, local high school teams on their schedule this year beside Tennessee, when they you ch- really look at it.
1: Yeah, I not mean, Carolina, I mean – Even – Blake, so they, got even two if games. they even if they lose to Tennessee – they're probably still going to be 11 and one. I mean, that's, that's their floor. I feel like, and I feel like an 11, one Georgia team, even if they don't win the sec, they're going to be knocking at the door to get into the playoff. It, yeah, like
2: plus. Y- yeah. They've won the last two national championships. So like you said, if they're knocking on the door, they're going to get the benefit of the doubt. At all, Absolutely.
1: I, I mean, and look, we can't complain because Ohio state backed into the playoff th- this year. They've, they've, I'm not saying backed in, but in other years past, um, you know, they haven't won the Big Ten and still gotten in.
2: Yeah, they've gotten I the benefit t- of the doubt too.
1: Yeah. Georgia, I, I, I absolutely would see the committee giving Georgia the benefit yeah. of the doubt, especially, you know, two-time defending champs, SEC. The only thing that maybe might hurt them is just like fatigue, like brand fatigue. Sometimes I feel like that might play as crazy as it sounds. Yeah. like
0: it. Nick, if, Nick if, Saban if, always preaches Nick in complacency.
1: Yeah, like, like if like if the viewers are just sick of watching Georgia, maybe you know the the decision makers are like, oh, it's not good for ratings, and then that will be. They'll never say that, but we all know that's what happens. So that's uh, yeah, a mean, writer, yeah, go ahead, Blake.
2: When you look at those top teams on college football, and this is what's going to play to Georgia's advantage. And by advantage, I just say the playing field's more level. Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia all have new quarterbacks this year. All at the same time. Michigan's the only school up there that returns our starting quarterback. So normally when USC? you're a top program, well, yeah, USC too, but USC doesn't have half a defense yet, so I can't <laughs> enter them into that top five conversation. Offense is going to be great, but they don't have the defense. So like in Ohio State's case, okay, you have a new quarterback, but look what's around them. Alabama's case, you're going to have a new quarterback, but look what's around them. Georgia, new quarterback, but look, look what's around them. You know what I mean? So you can get away with having that quarterback grow up during the season now where in years past, you really couldn't do
1: that.
0: I will say right now, between those three teams, right now, Ohio State has the best weapons to help their new quarterback.
2: Absolutely. More. So long as the offensive line does their job. Because if you don't have an offensive line, you're going to end up being like Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. You can have talent everywhere, but if you're running for your life, you can only do so much.
1: Yeah, I mean, not to not to not to do a dig at my guy, but the USC USC is still starting Bryson Shaw as of now, so we 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 we've seen that story before. So yeah.
0: I mean, I mean, I look at this way too. But go to Ohio State; you got to trust Justin. I believe, and then again, too, take like you say spray game. Take it with a grain of salt. They are playing obviously the best defensive line in the Big Ten. You know, with two three deep, that's only going to make these guys better. So I do trust what right, the, the five Justin Fry puts out there, Would I'll be a hundred percent believe. Even Zach Smith says it on his podcast. He's like, you can get away with, cause I, I think Josh Fryer is going to be very, pretty good. He said, he won an actual championship with, with a bad right tackle. With great weapons, so with Zeke, you know, Kevin Smith, Spencer, Jeff Hierman.
1: The blocks are... the bl- the block spot tweeted 2014 line line questions were concerned, won national championship. 2023 O line O-line concern in spring game, national championship question mark, or something along those lines. But and, if it,
0: Kyle, th- Kyle, Kyle, Kyle McCord Kyle, reminds you of uh the JT Barrett question mark too, you know guy with, you know, pretty accurate arm, you know, maybe not as strong as Stroud or Cardo Jones. I mean,
1: or Braxton. You could win a, you could win a, it, it, it's funny too. It's not always a team with the best quarterback that wins the national championship. And it, it, I know that sounds Georgia. so ca- counterintuitive because in the NFL. The two years?
2: And Mac Jones the year before.
1: Yeah. Like, it's, it's not always the team with the best quarter, but, uh, th- but did Bama win it the year with was it Coker or someone? I, I the guy the guy was a bummer. Jake Coker. Yeah. Jake Coker. Like it's it's rare Greg McElroy. <laughs> it's it's, it's not about having that. the best quarterback. You just need a you just need a game manager, really. It, as crazy as that sounds, and I, I know people don't want to hear that. We want to have a guy, a flashy guy, a you know, first round pick, guy Heisman. competing for a Heisman. But you know, if Kyle McCord just comes in and wins games, I won't care.
0: So, I know this is really early for us, It obviously, we'll, you know, am sure our top will change and stuff. As of right now, post spring, is your college football playoff four?
1: I had, I, cause I did a poll, um, cause we're part of like a, it's the, the AP poll, it's the amateur podcaster poll we are now part of Cast. I just, someone asked me on Twitter to do it, so I just filled it out for us. I had Georgia one. Ohio State two uh, I think I want to say Michigan three and then four who was it? I think I put Tennessee I want to say I put Tennessee. that was my my top four and I the same I'm going the same strategy two big Ten, two SEC It worked it almost worked last year. I was off by one team. You should have had it. I was close. That's yeah, my top four.
2: If I look at mine, it's going to be Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and Alabama. You can shake that in whatever four order you want. I just, when I look at around college football and I say, all right, who do I trust and who's returning what? USC is not going to make the college football playoff in a four-team format with that defense. They can't overcome that. UCLA is not going to do it either. Oklahoma, who are you? Texas, they can't get over the hump either. They're still going to find a way to lose three games. They're going to win the Big 12, I think. But they'll still find a way to be, you know, ten and three when they win the Big and trouble championship game. They're
0: so losing, they're losing in
2: Tuscaloosa. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So there's already one loss. So Texas's ceiling is eleven and one in the regular season. But yeah, Georgia' schedule's is easy. Ohio State, Michigan, going to be elite teams this year. Also, there's your three, and I think Alabama's also going to be an elite team this year. And there's your four.
1: Who are you- who are? Oh, sorry, Cass, go first. I have Ohio in no particular order. I have Ohio State. I have Alabama. I have
0: Michigan as well. But I also have Clemson, uh, just because I think, uh, Dabba Sweeney has the right offensive coordinator now. They still, they still have a really good defense. And let's be real, the ACC outside of Florida State and Clemson is not very good. So Clemson beats, it will beat Florida State. They have a good quarterback and they will. This year, and everybody will be jumping the train that Clemson is back and Dabo is back. So that's my four. Do I think they're the four, do I think they're the fourth best team? No, I think Georgia will be right there. But if you if you really break it down, and I think that South Carolina or Tennessee might trip up Georgia, even though Georgia will win the SEC East, I still don't think they're going to beat but I think Baylor goes undefeated. I think Ohio State or Michigan will have that one loss. it be the Big Ten champion. Uh, you know, and and be right there. And I think Penn State right there with one loss could be right there in the mix with, you know, Georgia and Alabama and, you know, Clemson. But I still, for some reason, I feel like Clemson will be
1: undefeated. One thing I got to say, TCU is not going to be good this year. I just want to get this on the record. I see them, like, top ten. I don't know why they're top. They lost their offensive coordinator, like, um, what was it, uh, Lincoln Riley's brother. They lost, obviously, Johnston, their top receiver. Yeah, Ramsey went
0: to uh, Clemson.
1: Yeah, and then 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 they lose their quarterback. I, there's no feasible way that they should be a top ten team preseason. I don't even think. I think I don't my bold 20. I don't think they're going to finish the season top twenty five. I think they're going to fall off mm-hmm. dramatically. And I I'm not hating on TCU. I just think it's like a rebuilding year for them. Unfortunately, uh, real quick, Blake, can you give me two teams not in your top four? that could crash the college football playoff. And I'm not saying, like, crazy predictions, but, like, two teams who you like that aren't in your top four that you think could make the playoff.
2: I mean, I want to do a little bit more research, but offhand, number one, easily Penn State, I think, from what I said and what we've discussed on the show. I think Penn State, you have to put them in that conversation. And then I would kind of be torn between, I know I already dogged USC for no defense. That offense will be really good. Maybe the Pac-12 falls down a little bit this year. I don't really want to put USC in that conversation yet. So I will probably say Penn State, Clemson, Texas, from that pool of teams. I mean, Texas, the Big 12, I think, will be down this year. So I think they could find a way to get there. They're not going to beat Alabama, though. So can they run the table in the Big 12 and then beat a team for a second time? That's really my – so safety-wise, I would say Penn State and Clemson. If I want to get a little bit more risky with teams that will be around the top I'll open that up to uh a Texas or a USC.
1: I got the two teams I have in a castle let you pick. I got LSU, I think, you know, they got that's the quarterback.
2: That's right. LSU will be good this they year. They got I, the quarterback.
1: Kelly has another year to get his guys in. I mean, they were if you beat Bam a year one and, or in the SEC, you know, championship game, I ha- I have to say LSU has a good a shot as most teams. Um and then I am going to go uh, with Notre Dame. I think mm. – I, I, and everyone knows I'm a Notre Dame <clears> hater. <throat> they finished the season so strong. They got probably the best quarterback I think they've had in years coming in. Freeman That's has – Jeremy a, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> they, Freeman has a great recruiting class. Um, so let's see what they can do. And uh, I'm not saying they are. I don't think they will. But if they beat Ohio State Week Four, I I don't think that's happening. But it's more feasible this year than last year. I think it's gotten a little closer because they got the quarterback. It's going to be at home. Watch out! I think Notre Dame could really crash the party.
0: I have I have Penn State, and I have, and I'm going to throw a wild card here. A Penn State, Texas for sure. But I'm going to throw Florida State. Florida State's also one of those teams. Yeah. If they go undefeated, they're going to be in there. I think by far Florida State, did Jordan Travis, you know the dude's a dog, and they have a great tight end. I think Florida State, uh, but the problem with Florida State is they lose to teams like Syracuse. And the yeah, one, no way. <laughs> reason. And and two uh, people and to uh, say North Carolina, but I think. Drake May is going to be the best quarterback in in the nation this year, in my my opinion, but he's still going to win seven games. (laughs) So that's just just the thing because there's
1: We all love to say North Carolina because, like, we like that idea of, like, a a new person in the ACC overthrowing Clemson. We like the color scheme. It's, you know, they're nice uniforms. We like Mac Brown. He's a nice nice guy. And then they just – they fizzle out randomly. Right.
0: That's a great, great say. We've got a lot to talk about this offseason. Real quick before we got into the space about this, according Brian Hartman was in an ATV accident, he was drunk. Uh it owned own property, his sister called it in. He said both people got injured. Is this an issue or is it not an issue or could it scandal
1: Per the law cast per Ohio State law, a person can't be charged with operating a vehicle under the influence on their own property. That's what the law says. I don't think he's going to get in trouble, though. It's no, I don't think so either. Because I mean, if they didn't do like a toxicology report or anything, that's going to be so tough to just throw at him and all that. It's I don't know.
0: When you have Michigan fan? Would you have Michigan fans sitting here and saying,
1: "Dude,"
0: when they're sitting here saying this is not an issue? That means it's not an issue. I mean, come on! I got all these people out here, you know, comments and stuff you know, throwing that head. Say that they should do something about it. If if Brian
1: Hartline gets suspended one a, a single game, I do demand, I do demand that we let Zach Smith coach the receivers one that week. I just wanted to see a test for content. I just want to see it.
0: <laughs> but I do want to ask these people that call for Brian Hartline: that have you ever done something irresponsible ever in your life? You're just they're just living.
2: You also don't have the world looking at you when you do something, too. Like, if if you mess up. I mean, certainly we hope Brian Harlow makes a quick recovery and uh, his friend that was with him, like, prayers to them on everything. But, yeah, he's on his own property. I mean, you never want to downplay something like that, but I also don't think it needs to be something where, oh, give him a DUI or give him this charge or that charge. Uh, You you also don't know how he wrecked the ATV. Like, did he hit a wrong bump and they – you know, did he just kind of turn it over a little bit like that? He was he trying to send it? Dude. What was hey, right? Exactly. There's a lot of things I could go into, and obviously, you never want to get behind any vehicle after drinking any alcohol of any sort. But he's on his own he, property.
1: Some it's, of it It's too. tough
2: to police that. Yeah. I don't.
1: I don't think Brian. I've never heard of Brian Hartline having an issue with alcohol or anything like that. No, it's, it's no it's, abuse it, involved. It, it sounded like, you know, it was after the spring game. I'm sure the guy was excited. Uh, you yeah, know, he, you, you, have, you have Marvin Harrison, you have Cardinal Tate, all these guys. He had a great spring. Probably letting him loose. It was a beautiful day that Saturday in Columbus. It was like 75, probably, you know, gorgeous night. I I think he probably had a beer or two, and that was it.
0: Yep. Uh, by the way, this came out This is a good – Good indication to end show that the Big Ten is better than the SEC. 13 of the 14 Big Ten schools are now ranked at the top 10, top 100 academically in the US, US.com news.
2: It's great to hear. Who's not ranked, Cass? Does it say? Uh, I Nebraska?
1: I would probably say. <laughs> yeah uh, another cert- yes, certification. they're ranked 151. Makes sense.
0: If you want to know, I real quick, minute and a half. I was at eighty third, Penn State seventy seven, Michigan State seventy seven, Indiana seventy two, Minnesota sixty two, Maryland fifty five, Rutgers fifty five, Purdue fifty one, Ohio State forty nine, Stanford seventy eight twenty five.
1: I I just want to say it's all it's all it's all a load of crap because there's only so many ways you can teach me physics and accounting like, it's all the you could you could go to University of Phoenix or you can go to Harvard it's all the same stuff like YouTube has it all out there but whatever that's all I got today boys
0: oh my God. good way to end the show Good. <laughs> Blake, it's always a pleasure it, always enjoy a pleasure the off- Blake you guys
2: season. love coming on the show you guys too can't wait to come back on
1: so as always, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. And go Bucks! Go.